2: I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have our co-host with us, Carol Zerniel. Carol's a nationally known gerontologist, executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. She's got a master's degree in social gerontology and was one of Next Avenue's top 50 leaders in the field of caregiving and uh, has had a lot of experience with the topic that we are taking up today. And that is for those who are caring for someone with dementia, and that person refuses the kind of daily care bathing dressing what have you what do you do about it and we'll have an expert with us on that Carol but i'm sure you hear about it all the time
0: well i think any of us who have um been a caregiver have experienced that you know the difficulty in getting the person to do what we want them to do you know because we we have our list and we have our schedule and sometimes you know that is front of mind uh and we're so lucky to have Lucy Barrylack with us. You know she is is uh, ask Lucy on her caregiver teleconnection. She does a lot of work with the Walmart Charitable Foundation and is uh, an expert uh, in her own right in, in Canada um, as well as you know this country. So I don't know, Lucy Barrylack, an international caregiving expert.
2: She's an award-winning international expert on caregiving. Earned her master's degree in social work from McGill University, serves as a consultant to the Wellman Charitable Foundation. She also is a social gerontology consultant with West Central Montreal Health in Montreal, Canada. Lucy is a renowned expert in caregiving, having won the Queen's Jubilee Award twice, presented by the Canadian Home Care Association. She's also been a family caregiver for her mother for many, many years. And Lucy Berilak, thank you for being with us once again on Caregiver SOS On Air.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me.
2: For the person new to caregiving, uh, caring for someone who may have dementia, I think uh, the confrontation that often begins with their care recipient uh, simply not wanting to do what they'd like them to do simple things like get dressed in the morning, like brush their teeth, like comb their hair, uh, like have breakfast, what have you it can be terribly frustrating for the caregiver.
3: Absolutely. You know, I always start by saying that per- on a personal level, Caregiving is really very rewarding for me as well, and I took care of my mom. But it can be extremely frustrating. It can be exhausting. And there's a lot of issues that deal with it. But especially when the person with dementia really refuses um, their daily activities of bathing, as you said, dressing. And um, it's, it's a difficult thing to handle. But I think it's so important to be able to step back and remind ourselves that this person has dementia and, you know, the symptom affects their brain, their memory, They have difficulty thinking, problem solving, their language, their mood changes. So we have to keep reminding ourselves that uh, things happen. Um, they're sensory also. Maybe they're not hearing as well. Maybe they're not seeing as well. You know, they could see something on the floor, they might think it's wet, their perception is off. So it is really, really important to understand, first and foremost, why are they behaving like this? Um, Is something going on that they don't want to really do what you want them to do? And I think it's important to think about that. Um, rather than just be upset or get angry, you know, they may have pain or there is a medical condition that you are not aware of. They can have a urinary tract infection. And the person doesn't really understand what you're trying to tell them. They can't even hear you. Um, the requests we are making does not fit with the person's, like maybe they're just not in the mood to do that at that particular time. Um, And I have to say that in the beginning and middle, uh, sometimes a lot of people feel that you're kind of bossing them around. (laughs) Many characters tell me that. Uh, The person, no, I'm not doing this. They want to keep some sense of control. Um, They could also misinterpreting uh, the environment, for example. um, As I said, they may perceive a shiny floor as being wet and refuse to walk on it. But they cannot tell you why. You know, they could also be just tired, hungry, or they need to go to the bathroom. So I really wanted to kind of focus in on that rather than just getting upset right away, just really walking in their shoes for a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: Lucy, I, I just have to say, you're giving me flashbacks. Um two when my was taking care of my mother who had alzheimer's and and two things in particular one was and, and and this was the um absolute uh you know bane of my existence at the time was that she wanted to wear her support hose, but she couldn't put them on. And it was, you know, if you picture one of those cartoons where the clothes are sticking to them and they're going in all directions and they're wrapped up in the clothes and they're not on the right parts of their body. And I try, I begged her to please let's not do the support hose. But she had to. And that went another 30 minutes. It took me a long time to figure out it's going to take another 30 minutes because she's going to want to wear the support hose.
3: I'm so glad you you brought this up because really... Providing care for someone with dementia, any form of dementia, you need to have patience. You need to be creative and you need to have empathy. Uh, The ability to step outside your personal needs and logic and to understand what's going on. So what I can say is that if the caregiver is really having a bad day and you don't have patience, forget about giving that person a bath or a shower if they're not interested. You know, you really have to plan your day. You have to know that if it's a difficult activity, whether it's changing clothes, getting dressed, if you don't have the patience and the energy, it's not the end of the world. You have to kind of, you know, don't battle everything. Choose your battle.
0: That's
2: good advice. Let me come right back to you for I want to take a moment and let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zernial, and we're delighted to have Lucy Berilak with us talking about uh, what a caregiver can do with a non-compliant care recipient, uh, to put it in simple language. How do you handle it? How do you manage it? How do you get around the no, I'm not going to do that? And, and Lucy, that's really good advice. You don't have to get dressed today. So wear your bathroom. What's the difference, right?
3: yes you have to choose your battles absolutely and you know when we think about bathing because there we can talk about bathing dressing but in particular about bathing and i will talk about if we have the time that you know your bathroom needs to be adapted so it's safe but apart from that two or three i know we all want to take a shower or a bath every day but a lot of these individuals are staying at home they're not that active So if it's two uh, showers a week or three, it's okay. Sponge baths are okay as well. So again, not to be so rigid. And when you said about a bathrobe, yeah. I mean, as Carol, as you said, your mother wanted to put those hose, that's okay. But as long as you have the time (laughs) to do it and the patience to do it. And some people really are, you know, don't forget their sensory uh, perception changes and if we think that they're wearing something that's kind of smelly, but to them, it might be comfortable and feel good to just have that on. So you have to be creative and find ways. Sometimes if somebody really likes a certain outfit, go and buy another one, the same one. Does it really matter? As long as they're feeling that it's, you know, that they're that they're comfortable and they're okay. Now, I said their hearing changes, their taste may change as well. So the whole idea behind it is to really understand where the person is at and to try and get them to where you want to get them, but with a lot of being creative. Yeah. So
0: you you made me think of when you talked about the sensory changes, my mother thought anything cold was wet. And so she would refuse to put it on if it felt cold because she was convinced it was wet. And we would go through a stack of clothes trying to find something that was not wet in her mind. Um, and I would try to, find, you know, throw it in the dryer and then bring it back out here. Try this, mom. Is this wet? Uh, and so, you know, really just kind of living living in their world is really good advice.
3: A hundred percent, for sure. And, and Lucy, you,
2: yes. you you end up in a situation if you try to convince them, as in Carol's example, mom, it's not wet. This is okay. You need to wear it. You'll never win that battle.
3: No. And, you know, and unfortunately, when caregivers are so frustrated and it's really, really hard, sometimes you say things that you don't mean. I mean, you can be very... You know, you could say to them, you know, you're really smelly today. We got to get it. You you need to go to the shower. We need to give you a shower. And it's those ideas that we don't know, like they have good days and they have bad days. So figure it out for yourself. When is a good time? Are they better in the morning? So maybe morning should be the time that you want to uh, give them a a shower. Um, If they're really having a bad day that day, put it aside. And many times caregivers say to me, so how do you start? You know, what do you do? And I say to them, make sure that you have the time and the energy to get the task done. And be prepared that things may not work out as you wish. Okay, that's a given. And again, be patient, use clear words. And don't don't get frustrated and angry. Stay calm and focused. We know that caregivers, many of care receivers don't might not understand your language, but they will understand your body language. They can understand if you're smiling at them or if you have a frown on your face. These are all things that are so important to keep in mind because you're not dealing with the person that you knew before. This is a different person right now.
2: We're going to come right back to you. We're talking with Lucy Barilak, talking about how to deal with a non-compliant care recipient as a caregiver, somebody who just doesn't want to do what you want them to do when you want them to do that. And we're getting tips on how to manage it. I also want to find out, as Lucy offered, uh, how we can adapt bathrooms and other parts of the home to make them safer for uh, someone dealing with dementia. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerniel, Lucy Berlach, our special guest. You're listening to the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zernial, and we're talking with Lucy Barilak, who is nationally known here and across the the country of Canada as an international expert on caregiving. We're talking with Lucy about when the care recipient uh, is someone who may be struggling and may have dementia. And and talk about safety in the bathroom, because uh, that's an area in which uh, because of the hard surfaces and the sharp points, can be a danger.
3: For sure. But from my own experience with my own mother, I had to be creative. So I decided that bathing was a spa day, okay? Huh. And what I would really do is that I would have music um, in the bathroom as well, a little bit of candles. Um, you can have something sent. And that's what I would say to her, that, we're, you know, we're going to have a little spa day. We're going to have, you know, take a shower, whatever it is, create that atmosphere. But I want to say never leave a confused or frail person alone in the tub or in the shower, obviously. Always check the water temperature before um, they get in. As Carol said, you know, what feels hot to you or cool to you may not feel the same to them. So you really have to know the temperature piece of it. Now, using a handheld shower head is really good. Using a rubber uh, bath mat and safety bars in the tub are extremely important. Using a sturdy shower chair to support a person who is unsteady and to prevent falls. Um, These equipments you can find in drugstores or medical supplies. However, um, it's really important to maybe have someone come and assess the bathroom Prior because bars really need to be at the right level. They can see if the person can even step into the bathtub. So either a physiotherapist, an occupational therapist, and there are even individuals that really do that. And I think that you can actually access that and get that information from the triple A's in the communities, right? To give them a call and it's have- the
2: area agencies on aging.
3: Yes, it's very important to do that. But I think you need to create, as I said, uh, before the bath. Think about it. So get the soap, the washcloth, the towels, the shampoo ready. Use shampoo, that baby shampoo, which will not sting their eyes. So make sure the bathroom is warm and well lit. As I said, I used to love to play music in there. And be matter of fact about bathing. Say it's time for a bath now. And don't argue about the need for a bath or about the need for a shower and it's so, be gentle and respectful. I know we try very hard. Tell the person what you're doing, going to do step by step. Make sure, again, about the water, and obviously don't use bath oil. Uh, It can be slippery, can give people urinary tract infection, and again, if they refuse to bathe or shower, a sponge bath may be the solution, all right? There's lots of Things out there, all kinds of wipes that you can use for adults that you can flush down the toilet, uh, things like that. Um. Well, you know, well, talk a little bit
0: about. I mean, that's that's the. I think it's a great idea. I don't think. I mean, who wouldn't want to have a spa day, right? And especially with music and candles and everything. <laughs> Sounds. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to come to the house to take a shower. Um, but talk a little bit about other other tasks. Bathing's a big one. But then I'm thinking about hair and and other personal tasks.
3: Yes, we'll go into that. I guess the the thing that I want to really talk about also is try, even though it takes more time, it's so important to allow the person to do as much for themselves as possible because that keeps their dignity. And it's also helpful, even though it's easier to do it yourself and it takes time, it is important for them to feel and to be able to dress themselves. Even during the bath. give them a, a face cloth, let them wash themselves as much as possible. Cover them up for dignity so that they're not exposed. If we talk about dressing, when possible, allow the person to choose their own clothes. Uh, Limit the number of choices to make the decision. So if it's a dress day or a pants day, give them two options. Uh, Let them choose as much as, you know, as they can. Uh, And I think one of the things is remove a lot of clothing in their closet. Because it gets too confusing. So things that they're not using, just put them away or give them away, whatever it is. But if the person insists on wearing the same clothes every day, try to launder often, you know, duplicate them. And again, choose clothes that are easy to care for. Zippers and Velcro are excellent. Buttons and all that is really hard. Um, And one of the things that I did in my mom's home is I labeled the drawers so that she can maintain her independence. Like I put a picture of underwear so she knew that it was there. I have so much more to talk about, but we have. I want to also talk a little bit about oral care. Okay, proper oral care is important to prevent tooth decay and gum disease. And also I'm sure a lot of you are aware that if you have poor hygiene in your mouth, it can affect the other parts of your body because it goes through the bloodstream. So what I would suggest, it's wise to have a complete dental examination in the early stages of dementia. There are dentists who are very, that really take patients that with dementia, schedule an appointment when you know that there aren't a lot of people. But the same thing, remind the person to brush twice a day with a soft uh, brush with my mother. What I had to do, I'd give her the brush, I'd hold it as well, and we would kind of brush together. Um, Some people consider an electric toothbrush if it doesn't scare them. Uh, Step-by-step instructions and guidance is important. Uh, And there are other things that you can use. There's fluoride uh, swaps, but always ask the doctor. Or the pharmacist, and obviously, if they're wearing dentures, have them cleaned. Uh, it takes a little, a lot of patience, but I think it's very, very important to keep that going. And many people develop dry mouth from uh, some of the medications that they're taking, so sugarless candies could be something that you could want to um, to look at as well.
2: So, Lucy, with your mom, and and for others uh, with dementia, is every day a new day? So one day you show her how to brush and you're brushing together. And is the next day starting all over again?
3: For some people, yes. Yes. And that's why I keep harboring that you need the time and energy. And if you don't have the time and energy, sometimes it's important to maybe get some help in the house um, to help you with these tasks. You know, we can talk a lot about, I mean, there's also foot care is extremely important. Uh, with seniors, but I think, Carol, you want to talk about hair care, is that it? <laughs> well, in, in
0: any of the personal tasks, because I mean, I think you're right. It is those, when you think about getting dressed, getting up and everything you do in the morning and then taking, getting the pajamas and, and going to bed, for many caregivers, that's the hardest part of the day. That's the bulk of the day, is just the getting up and the getting down.
3: Yes, it is. It really is. So, as I said, with, you know, when we look at foot care, for example, um, because as we age, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to also look at my toes. (laughs) It's important to check the toes because of circulation. um, If if the toes appear to be blue or whatever, these are all the things and, and nail cutting. That's a big, huge thing. Um, some people are not comfortable with that. And maybe you shouldn't even be doing it. There are professional foot clinics and professionals that maybe come to the house. um, And so I wouldn't, you just have to be careful and think about all these things. Now, we, we can talk about hair care. I mean, I know a lot of people will just, because it's easier to have short hair, will just, If it's a woman in particular, they'll cut their hair again. I know it's easier, but try and ask the person if they still have the ability to tell you what style they would like to have and maybe not chop it all off. Um, Combing, it's again, when you comb your hair, you show them how to do it using non-stinging baby shampoo. Now, dry shampoo is also an option. You don't have to necessarily wash their hair every time they take a shower. If it's a, it's if, if it's an issue, um, there's hairstylists that maybe you could take them to that have a good understanding. You tell them what's going on with the person that you're bringing to a hair salon that they do have difficulties. So there's a lot of little tips that co- that you know that you can use.
0: Well, and and when I. I hear you saying like, go to the hair salon, like calling ahead of time. I'm bringing in my mother. She's got dementia. I mean, if it's, if it bothers you that they may act a little different. Um, you know, the other thing about people with dementia is a, you have to have thick skin and be, you know, not getting um, upset when they do things that other people are staring at. Uh, you, you really have to let that go. Um, as long as they're not, you know, really making it dangerous for other people like crying out that something's on fire
3: when it's not a hundred percent yeah it is important to let people know especially if that if the person has some difficulties now and
2: i'm assuming there are some carol hairdressers who are much better at this than others so it doesn't hurt to ask in the salon but you have someone who does really well with someone with dementia
3: You know, I was in, I was having a pedicure and this lady walked into the salon and I could see right away that she was quite confused, but they seemed to know her. And I was so impressed by the kindness and the patience of these, uh, of the hairdressers when she had forgotten, they wrote it down for her. She must have been living in the, in the complex because it was in a, in a complex, the salon itself. But so this is, you're right. And so you really need to find the kind of people. And there are a lot of people that are extremely understanding. I just want to talk a little bit about tips for women. Um, my mother was a big makeup. She loved her makeup. Yeah. And again, so what I'm trying to say is that obviously you don't want anyone looking like a clown if they put their own makeup, but I negotiated with her and that she was able to still wear her lipstick. And that was really important for her. So what I'm trying to get back on is the dignity to allow people to have that sense of themselves. Um, And the other thing is that manicures and pedicures for people who have done it all their lives. One of the nicest activities that I ever had with my mom, believe it or not, was when I did her nails. Because I would give her a choice of different colors. And I have to say for about an hour, an hour and a half we would just sit there as mother and daughter reminiscing about the past and things that I knew that she remembered and some things that she didn't. It was just so you've got to find those kind of things you got to find. And I just want to jump in with your mother, Carol, with, the, you know, stockings and pantyhose are very difficult to put on. <laughs> so, um,
2: That's a great story. we got to stop you here, though. We are flat out yeah. of time. Okay. Christy Berilak, as always, uh, you leave us wanting more, so we're going to have to get you back one of these days. Thank you so much. For Carol Zernio, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us today on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zernio and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air.
0: No matter how you connect with Allstate, you're in good hands. That's because you'll find our best auto coverage at our best price, online or by calling 888-ALLSTATE. Prices vary, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.